Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yes, indeed. It is the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. I'm Reginald Datatula. Blake Elliott is here with me on this Monday as well as Ross Lubinsky on the ones and twos. And you rolling with us. Appreciate you doing that. By listening, wherever you're listening. Um, and you can also always get involved as we've continued to have people talking in. After Super Bowl Sunday, um, 25-22, the Chiefs win. But a lot of things to co- talk about when it comes to the Super Bowl, on the field, off the field. So get involved. We need it. We love it. It helps the, it helps the show flow around along better and you get to have your voice on the program. Uh, you can also do that. So I mentioned texting, 877-881-1053. That's the Twitch. Uh, the, sorry, the truckwreck.com text line. There is the Twitch, twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam. We got, you know, Lady T, EJL, Viking, Swaggy Booties, all the all the usuals in there. Appreciate you guys. And then also, I know everybody got YouTube on their phones or wherever you're, you know, wherever you're hanging out, you can always get on the 105 through the fan on YouTube page uh, or 105 through the fan page on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Hurricane Ivan, Loki Joker, all sorts of folks hanging out there as well. As your Mavericks uh, back in action in the third quarter, actually about halfway through the third quarter, it is uh, 74-68, still in favor of the Wizards, man. Your Mavericks need to pick it up and find a way to get a win against a team that's not all that good uh, with this new-look team. Still figuring some things out, and this one ends up being a little bit of a struggle thus far. So we'll keep you updated with what's happening there. In fact... We we have uh we have some some news about the game at the AAC yeah, Blake. Yeah. So yes, we're losing to the Wizards and this sucks. But if you need a positive spin, Blake Elliott's got you. Daniel Gafford has became the first player in Mavs history to have 14 rebounds, three blocks, and two steals and a half. So even though we're losing to the lowly Wizards who don't even have 10 wins, not Daniel Gafford's fault. Not not D Gaff's fault. I think they call him the Landlord has been his nickname on Twitter. What do we think about that as a nickname, the Landlord? I honestly, I heard it in passing, and I have not thought about it a ton. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a little time and think about it. Yeah, I would well, love to know where it came from because that usually helps me yeah. get a feel for it. Uh, maybe he was a real estate agent? I don't know. Maybe it feels like he's, you know, there's a lot of uh, evictions from the paint. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know. Like Y'all it. let me know uh, what that what that actually, if you know. Um, but, yes, halftime show, baby, right? Ursher. Took up 15 minutes as opposed to like the usual 13, I believe, was the number yep. that uh, other halftime performers are typically given. And it felt like on social media, at least, uh, it's a little bit of a I little saw, bit of questions. I saw a mixed bag. Yeah, it was a mixed bag. If you'll remember, we talked to our friend Levi Weaver. I thought you were about to say Lucius. No, I'll get there. Don't worry about that, young blood. We'll get there. Uh, but <laughs> Levi Weaver of The Athletic, uh, he's a great baseball writer. He writes uh, a a newsletter called The Wind Up. It's always a very good read and helps you keep up with baseball if you know if you in, in a relatively cursory way, but also with enough enough depth to keep you up to date with all that's happening there. But he plied um, his musical knowledge and his time being a singer and songwriter when you know when he was making music. He used that to rank all the Super Bowl halftime shows and. He ultimately had, um, if I remember correctly, he had Prince's uh, number one, correct, correct. That, that halftime show in t- 2007. 
Well, during this you know game, after the halftime show went, he ranked Usher's performance out of the, what is it? 35 ish? 30, 35 cents um, or 34 cents um, 2000. And, I think it was 93. Oh, yeah, no, 1993. You're right. Yeah. And so, with that being the case, you want to take a quick guess on where Usher lands, or did you already look? I, I'm looking currently. <laughs> I, I did think that he was, I, I don't know where I thought he was going to rank. I could have saw him sneaking in the top 10 recency bias. I also could have seen him in the back half. And where he slots, I think, is correct. Yeah, he ultimately, uh, top 10 would have put him, like, 10 is Katy Perry, mm-hmm. right, in, in tw- 2015 for everybody's, you know, and edification, left shark, right? Left shark. left shark, that's right. Left Shark, very prominent member of that. <laughs> and then 15 would have been, like, Aerosmith and Paul McCartney, you know, going back. He ultimately, the, um, our friend Levi Weaver, ultimately ranks Usher at twenty at 12, rather. Mm-hmm. So here's his, here's his little blurb, just to give us an idea of where he was looking at it from a more, uh, more trained eye, at least, when it comes to some of these things. For as excellent as the second half of this show was, it'll be easy to forget in a few years that it started pretty shaky. Usher's vocals sounded uncharacter- uncharacteristically wobbly for the first couple of songs, as did Alicia Keys's. It made me wonder if there was a problem with the in-ear monitors. Uh, but after a quick page from Maroon 5's playbook, where if your voice is struggling, take off your shirt. The vibes pulled a 180-degree turn while her owned the moment with the killer guitar solo. Usher pulled off a quick costume change that included roller skates. Um, and by the time Lil John Ludacris' full marching band showed up for yeah, it was a full-blown party. So there he goes. He puts it at 12. And you mentioned the Alicia Keys, or I mentioned the Alicia Keys. Mm-hmm. I did want to note this. Did you hear it live? Were you were you locked into the halftime I, show? We, we were locked okay. in. Nobody was talking. We were locked in. I'll say the vibes, when he started, were high. And then it kind of settled to like a 5-6. A and then when Alicia Keys came out with the, with the piano, every girl in the room started screaming at the top of their lungs. I was pretty hyped, too. And then obviously when Usher took a shirt off, all the girls also started screaming. So I, the energy was pretty good throughout the halftime show from my experience with my friends. Everyone seemed to like it. But we, we overall, we gave it like an 8.3, 8.1, kind of around there is what I was feeling. But Alicia Keys definitely bolstered it. Yeah, I mean, she showed up, and she was stunning. That red dress was incredible, Whew. in addition to other Whew. things um, that I didn't realize. Alicia Keys, uh, I, I was not familiar with her game to yeah. this, to this uh, hey, regard. That, so that, shout that, out to Alicia and Swiss Beats. Hey, that piano? That was oh elite. My that was, it was a really cool design on it. Um, what was not I... cool, and this is something that you can anticipate if you're like, uh, if you're terribly online, and if you, you know, have followed Alicia Keys, particularly her live, her live performances, this is liable to happen from time to time. You might have heard it live. Some people. Yeah, yeah. That if you didn't hear that, and w- one more time for me here, uh, Alicia Keys. As she starts up, the first note, just like Blake's first note on this show, and just like my first note, if you watched the Locked On Mavs uh, episode from earlier today, started off a little shaky. Some people. I can relate, Alicia. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's it, okay. It is a joke that is uh, out there, and I mean, it's a joke because this reality is that, you know, she's not the greatest live singer at times. Ooh. Like, it, it, yeah, yeah, it, 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 can get a little, it can get a little pitchy. What do you think about times from the 469? Well, real quick, before we move on, I do want to give you this because Apple Music, obviously, oh, they, 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 partner, they partner with uh, the halftime show in order to get this mm-hmm. done. It used to be, you know, Pepsi, now Apple Music. When they uploaded this on YouTube, this is how that moment sounded. A lot better. Yeah, they, they they cleaned it up. Like I thought that was incredible. Like they went and they kind of revised history. They were like, no, that was on pitch. Don't worry about it. What are you guys talking about? It was always on pitch. What is that called? 
those theories where they make you think something, the Bernstein Bears theory. The, uh, oh, uh, is that the Mandela effect? They're going to Mandela effect. I bet yeah, you Mandela it's going to take five, ten years, and unless you watched it live, you're going to be like, well, go look at the footage, and then the footage is going to be cleaned up, and you're not going to know the difference unless you got a good memory. From the 469, the halftime show was like the game. Bad first half, closed out good. Alicia Keys is so fine. Yeah, buddy, um, <laughs> that, that I needed to react to that part first. Yeah, I was kind of my reaction was this feels a lot like what I imagine his residency was. Like it felt kind of reined in. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, it, there wasn't like a there wasn't like a lot happening with the stage. Like stage was a little bland. I can say overall, stage was a little bland. Especially when you consider, and I don't know how much of this is just like this is the context of what we had. We had last year, Rihanna was floating, you know, yards and yards above the field in the, you know, and so like having the the stage and all these little light rooms. Right. Right. So having the stage be a little bit more, you know, reined in made it feel, I don't know if smaller is the right word. It didn't feel grand. And look, Usher can perform his ass off as you saw, like the actual act of performing and singing all the way through and doing all the all the dance moves and gyrations. Okay, that was another question. They put the public advisory. There's going to be gyrating. And that's right. Have they always done that? I don't think so. Is that because of the whole last couple of years of the gyrating and kids complaining and parents complaining? I feel like that's probably like a preemptive strike. Hey, man, don't get mad at us. We let you know you were you were forewarned. I imagine that that's the way that they went about that. Uh, yes, the endurance was really good. He, you might, he might have been able to get out here, run some wind sprints, okay. run some routes if you needed what, to. What do we, what do we think about, um, we think about our boy Usher, um, hugging uh, Alicia from behind? I, I would very too. embraced hug. I would too. But you know what? This R and B, which is honestly another part of this, is like, man, I, I'm trying to remember. Like this is he's singing up ballads up here on mm-hmm. like, and you typically think of this as a place where let's get the energy going, let's get the vibe, and like he's up here singing ballads. And I mean, I think he did a pretty damn good good job for that. And I think Usher's a great one for that because I think a lot of people know the songs, right? At least I imagine. Like I might be speaking from a very narrow perspective here, but it feels like a lot of people know the music, and so he could sing songs that are like ballads, and the, really in theory should be a little bit slower and not necessarily get you hyped in the same way, except. It seemed to carry that pretty well, so I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Okay, now I got to ask you, who was your favorite feature? Was it Alicia? Was it Lil John? No, nah, I was ha- I was happy seeing Luda come out. Full, Luda. Big, full, Luda. big fro Luda as well? Yeah. That's really fun. Although, look, again, I've already made it very clear. Enjoyed seeing Alicia yeah. quite a bit. Ah. I've made that very clear, but I don't need to harp that. I harp on that. No, ah. but seeing Luda come out with the with the big fro and start rapping was really cool. Okay, now let's get to the elephant in the room. Um... I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta walk it back a little bit. I gotta walk it back a little bit. Um, oh, what are we you, walking back? If you, if you toloed on Friday. Oh yes. Um, with Lucius Alexander, LA Live. That's st- right. Stayed with us for an extra hour from the five to six hour with my man Reggie Atatula, who's right in front of me. Um, how do I say this? I wasn't. The you big- were wilding. I wasn't the biggest believer. You were wilding. I wasn't the biggest believer in Usher. He doubted Usher. But Usher but, Raymond the Four. But. So I'll say I'll say it in two parts. One, deserved his credit. I thought he performed really, really, really well for what he had to do with. He was sweating his butt off. I thought he had some great dance moves. Obviously got the crowd into it. But on nah, the, not a not a but. That's on, crazy. Uh, on the other end, I did say he's gonna need some features to help out. And no, 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 no. Levi Weaver. The first half was a little shaky, and then he got some some features that came out and got the crowd really back in it. Do I think Usher could have been great by his own? Yes. Do I think it's a little bit more grand and he needed that little extra oomph? Alicia Keys came out, everyone went crazy. Luda came out, everybody went crazy. Lil John, yeah! Everybody went crazy. 
CeeLo Green. Was CeeLo Green was out there, right? No. No, Will I Am. Will I Am. No. Will that, I Am. Will that, I Am. That, that was Jermaine Dupree. Jermaine Dupree. <laughs> Jermaine Dupree and, and Will I, I Am. I thought that outfit was kind of wild. Uh... Yes, uh, Jermaine Dupri, who did look a little like CeeLo, to give everybody a little. The yeah. people that did think he was CeeLo for a half second, I also thought that too. And I was like, that is not CeeLo. I feel kind of bad. I, I, I think my favorite part, though, and I want to know your favorite part, overall from the concert, I think it was my boo. When they sang my boo. I mean, it was just hard not real, to. Real, real, uh, real uh, what is the right word? Sensual? No. I. Well, I mean, I guess sensual would be a word that accurately defines it. But I was going for more polarizing. Mm, yeah. My boo as a song. Cause I'm I'm not I'm not a huge fan of that song. You don't love personally. that song. No, oh, I no. love. Okay, so what was your favorite song? He performed. He went. He went. Caught up. You don't have to call. Yeah, you don't have to call is one of my favorite songs. Okay, ever. is that so your favorite? Like, that yeah, you so performed? so yeah. Okay. As, as soon because you know what situations will arise. It is correct. Like what, that does happen. What do you think about Burn? He went pretty. He got pretty. I I also like Burn quite a bit. Is it's that just when he it's took a song I would have never imagined you end up singing at the halftime show, which goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like. He's getting some songs up here that, hey, man, people really rock with this. And so, you got it. You got it, bad. Right? Like, that's Ooh. not one that I would have imagined you put at 50-yard line of the Super Bowl, and it goes. And so, shout out to, yeah, shout out to Ursher getting that done in that way. And then also, um, he had a whole wardrobe change, had yeah. like the roll, you know, had chrome, the roller skates and everything. Chrome Hearts. Chrome Hearts um, sponsored it. And there was the whole skeleton blue bedazzled thing. It came out that. Chrome Hearts did the entire costume top to bottom for everybody. So I thought it was pretty awesome. Obviously ripped off the shirt, which made all the girls in the room happy. Yeah. Um, Big shout I, out for, to the 214 who I, I'm I'm really bad that I didn't mention this. Her with the, uh, Ooh, the R&B or, or the, the artist who had the guitar. The guitar solo was incredible, I thought, personally. Okay, my my theory, tell me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. I thought it was pre-recorded. It's possible. It is possible that it, is, it was pre-recorded. Just the guitar. That's all I'm talking about. Not, not um, everything else. Just the guitar. But, I, I mean, I don't doubt that she would have done it. But, yeah, um, it, it is possible. I was not paying attention close enough. You know what? I'm probably going to go back and watch it mm-hmm. and now see if that was the case. But, ultimately, I thought it was a really solid show. It didn't, it didn't strike me as one that was, like, going to be otherworldly. But I also feel like we got dunk contest effect here where it's just, like, now you've seen so much incredible that we can be a little bit ungrateful at times. You yep. know what I mean? And I, I also got to be see-through translucent. Transparent, yes. <laughs> you did that intentionally. I just yeah. wanted to be known. He knows that that's not the word that he wanted to use. He did it intentionally. Um, I, I was, we made a bet even at the house. Remember I said there was bets going on the whole game? We put another sticky note on the wall. Is Justin Bieber going to come out for the halftime show? And about 75% of the people said yes. Other 25% said no. And Justin Bieber Stayed in his suite and did not come out. You were disappointed? I was disappointed. Mm. It was a missed opportunity to perform Baby, and you would have got two different demographics loving. He's, uh, I was looking Usher, Usher made it very clear who he was doing this for when he ends up the ends the show by saying, I brought the A to the Super Bowl, right? Like, he made this very clear. That is, that is also He true. was doing this in a very particular way. From the 204, they say 7.5 out of 10. I can't really be too mad at yeah. you in that regard. 7.5, 7.8, 8. eight. Yeah. I'm in um, that range. And so I thought it was good, but I also understand that it, it – it did not blow, you know, the the, the it scene was no away. J-Lo and but, Shakira. All right, don't calm down. Uh, but I think also some of this is just it hit the spot. It did what it needed to do, and I'm not mad in any regard because of it. So shout out to Usher for doing. And also, one thing I did enjoy, they Usher made sure to make the most of it, getting in all these other ads about, you know, around the Super Bowl mm, because he point. was he was in the halftime show. So that was. Don't really you got fun. somewhere to be? I think that was the walking one. The BMW. Yeah. Don't you got yes, somewhere to be? Yes, it was. Yes, yeah. it was. Uh, so there you go. Shout out to the halftime show. Shout out to everybody that enjoyed it. 
Surprise! It didn't seem like there was a lot of people that did not enjoy it, which oh, I was maybe wanting to see if anybody was like, nah, not really for me. And for the most part, it seemed like people enjoyed it. Um, so shout out to you. shout out to us for having a fun halftime show that then uh, you know led to some really really fun football. So get get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's talk about it. Was overtime preparation what cost San Francisco the game? We discuss it next on the fan. 10, 49ers at the 29. Now he goes right side, does McCaffrey. This time the Chiefs, now the ball comes out late. The ball comes out late. Kansas City pounces on the football, and it's recovered by George Karloftis. Are they going to rule him down by contact? It's a recovery by Kansas City. So get right right here on 105.3 The Fan, one of the seemingly many turnovers in Super Bowl 58. Um, one that went uh, Kansas City's way, and one of the things that uh, one of the you know lucky points that ultimately adds into a fantastic game played by Patrick Mahomes and the defense and all the various Kansas City Chiefs and led them to win twenty-five to twenty-two in overtime over the Niners to clinch their second straight Super Bowl title, their third in uh, four tries, and so yeah, obviously shout out to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh. I, do I do a reverse negative shout out to the uh, the Dallas Mavericks who at the American Airlines Center right now are playing what our friend Nick Angstad of Locked On Mavs called unserious basketball. They're down by 11 right now to the Wizards, 93-82 with 10 minutes to go in this game. Rashawn Holmes has 10. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're, we're definitely got some stuff to talk about. We'll break this game down once it is over. Um, but oof, not, not what you love. The Mavericks shooting under 20% from three. And a lot of a lot of statistics uh, give you some some ideas of the answers of what's happening here, but that's not everything. We'll have to really sort it out and think about what's happening once this one is over. But right now, let's let's talk about the Super Bowl and the end of that. Right, mm-hmm. Super Bowl goes to overtime, first time in quite a while, and the first time ever that we get the new playoff rules in a Super Bowl. If you'll remember, uh, in 2020, we did have that uh, that 13 second game. Which we're referring to it as, at least that's the way that I've always referred to it and heard it referred to as, was the game in which Patrick Mahomes leads the Chiefs down with 13 seconds left in the game to go get a, a game-tying field goal, which then allows him to go to overtime, get the football, and win the game without Josh Allen ever getting a chance to touch the football. And I feel like the NFL looked around and they were like, ooh, I mean, the regular season, we're just trying to end these games. In the postseason, we might maybe want to allow the drama to continue with both teams getting the opportunity to touch the football. And so we saw in overtime these new rules come into effect where it's it's not sudden death with the touchdown in that same way now. Now the the team that gets the ball second has a chance to answer if there's a touchdown still, right? And so with that being the case, uh, that changes the dynamic. You have to decide who wants the football. You don't necessarily get the ball. Uh, you know, you don't necessarily take the ball uh, every time simply because it's like I don't want to give that other team an opportunity to go down there and yep. score a touchdown and end the game. The dynamics you imagine on this are changed a little bit. Well, we found out in post game that there was a there was a different understanding of what was happening with the rules because the Kansas City Chiefs clearly had a very good understanding. In fact. You, you you know, various players talked about the fact that they've been drilling this all season. They talk about it in meetings and such. Not so much with the San Francisco 49ers. We found out, um, I know that Kyle Yushik, um was talking about this and he said, uh, I guess that's not the case. Uh, I don't really know the strategy when it comes to it. And uh, Eric Armstead 
admitted he wasn't aware of the new overtime rule. Like, various Niners made it apparent that they didn't know the rules. In fact, I can't remember exactly who, but one of them said that they learned, they realized what the rule was when they looked up in a TV timeout before overtime and they were displaying. That was, that was, that was Armstead. He said when they okay, did on the go. Jumbotron during the TV, had a TV timeout. Yes, <laughs> and he got an understanding of what the rules were at that point. And so what happens in overtime is the Niners win the toss, but they elect to take the football, which would seem to be the right decision before, right? In the old iterations where it's it's sudden death if you score a touchdown, right? Okay, give us the ball. Let us go score a touchdown. End the game. Well, in this circumstance, it, it operates a little differently. They go down. They're stopped in the red zone. They kick a field goal. And then that allows Kansas City to get the ball, and then they – you know, I think we, down knew, the field, we knew it was down. GG's at that point. When you didn't score. It did feel like that, right, with that man with the football yeah, in his hand. You're not going to do it twice. They did it in the fourth quarter, kind of, by making him kick a field. You're not going to do it twice. Mahomes was going to win the game. At the end of the day, if you understand the new rules, why would you not want four downs? Because if you go second mm-hmm. and a team scores three or seven points, you know what you have to match. Therefore, you're not going to kick if you're down seven because you, it's a four down territory you gave Mahomes an extra down because they had to go for it every fourth down whereas on the if you get it first and say say San Francisco gets it first and they aren't in field goal range and they just give the ball punt it whatever give it back to Kansas City all Kansas City has to do now is go kick a field goal and they win right so at that you're setting you don't want to be out of the Super Bowl because say they don't get it now all Kansas City has to do is score so you have to put points on the board it's a lot like college football and yeah. their overtime rules where a lot of teams will opt for the to go second so I know what I I know what my goal is and I know what I have to achieve if it's just a field goal it changes the way that you go about things you would imagine how about we hear from Kyle Shanahan what his perspective was on taking the ball first in overtime you know, none of us have a ton of experience of it, but we went through all the analytics and talked with those guys, and we just thought it'd be better. We wanted the ball third. Um, if both teams matched and scored, we wanted to be the ones who had the chance to go win, and um, we got that field goal, so we knew we had to hold them to at least to a field goal, and if, if we did, then we felt it was in our hands after that. That's, that's, I don't, I'm not dying with, uh, with the ball in my home's hand, personally. Well, I mean, it sounds like they put a lot of belief in their team and the that score. you score the touchdown, and then at that point, if they score, you get the ball back, and now you can cap it with a field goal or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just you were going up against a really good Chiefs defense that made it so that that was going to be a tough proposition, and clearly it was ultimately a tough proposition. And one of the reasons why it was a tough proposition was that that third and four, was it not, where you yep. have pressure because somebody's entirely unblocked there. Yeah, Chris Jones comes through the O-lineman. It's a little bit of a missed assignment. They try to get cute. Center's trying to do a little pull action towards the left side. They got Christian McCaffrey in motion, trying to make it look like a pin and pull towards the left to get that linebacker out of the line of sight for the middle of the field and that backside fade for Jawan Jennings. They end up getting a little too cute, missing assignment, and uh-oh, the best uh, interior lineman's coming through unblocked at Brock Purdy, and therefore they're not able to get it, and they have to settle for it. aforementioned field goal. But at the end of the day, man, I like, like I said at the beginning, I'm not giving myself three downs. They, there's no way they fully understood the rules. I mean, Chris Jones talked about it in that same kind of thing by The Athletic and said that we talked about this for two weeks. We even talked about this at the beginning of training camp yeah. and even specifically went over this weeks in advance and during this week for this opportunity. Yeah. We knew this would come at some point, an overtime thing, and it just felt like the 49ers were not prepared. We give the 49ers coaching staff and front office a lot of credit, and they deserve it. But in the most critical moment, not understanding how an overtime rules works – 
could be the difference in a Super Bowl or not. Well, okay, so this is the tough thing about it is I think we have gotten a feel that they don't understand it. Maybe maybe the coaching staff determines the players don't need to be involved in the decision-making of it. That is on the on the players, or rather on the coaching staff, because Kyle Shanahan comes out there with a, with a thought process that I think is, like, relatively fair. Now, do I necessarily agree with it? I don't know, but I don't think I have to agree with everything to say that there's a there's a reasonable working logic within it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if that's the way I would have gone about it, but I can kind of hear what he's saying. I just feel like that's not the way I would go. Now, he did mention how, like, uh, he kind of talked about this in a way where it gets into, like, the, the analytics of it. They viewed, they asked that. And Seth Walder, who is a sports analytics writer for ESPN, did a little poll of analytics staffers around the league and seen what their thought process was. And I found this really interesting because he gave them five five options, right? And this is kind of on – we've all done those those little questionnaires that have the, you know, leaning and, you know, strongly, slightly yep. neutral, right? So the five options were strongly prefer first possession, lean towards first possession, 50-50, lean towards second possession, or strongly uh, prefer st- second possession. The voting – is not very clear on this with the most votes when he got to about 10 people, you know, 10 respondents. Four of those respondents said 50-50. Okay. Three of those respondents leaned getting it first, and three of those respondents were very strongly in the camp of we want it second. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that necessarily tells you a ton because obviously, you know, the way that the the way that this thing kind of spreads out, it would lean overall to getting it second. But for the most part, it seems like everybody's pretty split on this. So, like, analytically, this feels like a toss-up as well. It Are is. we just kind of playing the result of Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs win and won it? Yeah. Or does it feel like you you feel strongly in the idea that I want the ball second regardless I, I of what's happening? I think with these new rules, you want the ball second, especially if you're going against Patrick Mahomes, because you just put the fate in him and understanding the game flow. I mean, it's not, a, it's not an exact answer, but seeing how the game was going, how well the Chiefs defense is playing, a touchdown was not guaranteed. I mean... It took a trick play from Christian McCaffrey for them to bust through for their first one. So I, I wouldn't have been that confident. And I'm going to take four downs all day over Mahomes having four downs and just watching the Super Bowl be taken away from me sitting on the sideline. And then it doesn't help that these reports are coming out that the team didn't know. Yeah, like it's a bad look. It, 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 just the headline at first of just not knowing. It's like there's a difference of like, man, these are new. and We're still getting adjusted. We had no idea what the rules were. We learned as y'all did. Huh? You're playing for the Super Bowl. Y'all should have been practicing this three, four times just in case. And I think, and tell me if I'm wrong, I feel like that's what separates greatness from good is like being prepared for all situations. The Chiefs are a really good team and they're prepared for it to go to overtime. They weren't too cocky thinking it couldn't happen and saying, hey, if it goes here, this is what we're going to do. This is how the rules work. This is who the ball's going to. This is how the defense is going to play. They had an all game plan mm-hmm. for when it happened. They were not surprised where it seems like the 49ers were caught off guard. Yeah, which is funny because Kyle Shanahan is notoriously like deep planner. In fact, Opie World made you know uh, reference to this, and it's absolutely right. Remember when the when the Packers won in the playoffs? Mm-hmm. We don't have to talk about who against. Mm-hmm. We don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. But remember, uh, Shanahan was talking about how in the second quarter he was already planning for that game, right? Like notorious planner in that way, deep uh, playbook and all that. And so yeah, it, it is a little concerning that his players weren't fully prepared on that. Um, even if he put some thought process into it, which may, it seems like maybe he had, he did not go and do that and make sure that his players were involved. So I imagine that that's, that maybe is something that you look at there. To cap this off, 
Do you feel like that preparedness in overtime is the reason why they lose this game, or do you feel like something else plays in the um, I don't think that's why they lose this game. It doesn't help. I think you're going against Patrick Mahomes and you're behind the eight ball from the jump. I feel like Mahomes would have found a way to probably win that game no matter what. And I, I think I what I think lost in this game was you had you had a lot of momentum in the first half and you had a couple turnovers by the Chiefs and miscues and you didn't convert on any of them. They had zero points off those turnovers in that first half. And you had a Patrick Mahomes interception. Like they the Chiefs gave you a fumble, mm-hmm. a, a Pacheco loss on the toss play, and a interception by Mahomes, and you scored zero points off of it. Now, this is also a good point that I, for some reason, had not considered, so I apologize in this regard. From the 9 0 you have to remember also the Niners' defense had just come off the field, right? Like, mm-hmm. So maybe they were trying to give them a break as opposed to putting them immediately back out mm-hmm. there and possibly just straight up giving giving a field or giving a, a, a touchdown up mm-hmm. if you did not feel like good. your defense That's was good, prepared. So. Good point. It's Super Bowl, though, but... Maybe, um, never mind, I'm not going to go there. Yeah, I know exactly you know, where you're going. going. We I'm don't need to do there. that to the people. Uh, we do not need to do that to the people. But ultimately, um, it didn't work, right? That's one of the tough things about it, especially in a small sample size sport like football. If something doesn't work, we have all right to get out here and kill you for it when all reality is like the sample sizes are so small that maybe you make that decision ten times and three times it's wrong and seven times it's right. But if yep. one of those times, those three times is the one that we saw, it do not matter. And so that that's tough for the Niners, but ultimately I I think a lot of people subscribe to the idea that regardless of the circumstances, the mythos that's been built around Patrick Mahomes and these Chiefs, they was gonna win that. They was gonna find a way to win that regardless. <laughs> They're gonna find a way. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, so regardless, Chiefs get it done in overtime and regulation, whatever what have you, it feels like they would have done it regardless. But in in the reality of the situation we saw yesterday. It was overtime. It was Mahomes driving, using his legs, running through people at times, and then finding Miko Hardman in the end zone to win it. And so that was a fascinating thing to see. Chiefs 25-22. Yet another Super Bowl for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, yep. Talking about showing some resolve of getting it done, the Mavericks look to be finally playing some serious basketball against the Wizards. 96-94, the Wizards still lead, but you're seeing a little bit of intensity pick up with six minutes to go. In this game, we'll let you know what's happening, keep you up to date with it as we continue. But it's the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's do a little sharing time. We do it next on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's the Get Right right here on 105.3. The fan, Reginald Atatuli, here with you alongside Blake Elliott. Yes, Ersky. Shout out to Ross Levinsky on the ones and twos. And thank you for rolling with us on a Monday evening in the Metroplex. Your Mavs putting a good effort in at the AAC. A long game of not great play, but it's... It's coming back around. They're trying to finish this one now, and they currently have a lead, three-point lead with less than four minutes to go. So this is going to be a clutch finish by the technical definition of the of the you know word for the NBA. Yep, yep. Jaden Hardy knocking down some big shots. Um, Daniel Gafford still been hooping, been one of the better players out here tonight. Already got a double-double. Like I said, Rashawn Holmes and Daniel Gafford playing against their former teams that was in that trade. And then also an interesting note, you know, the Mavs were targeting Kyle Kuzma throughout the uh, rumor process, and that's who they're playing against. Yeah, so all of those things are factors in this game. We'll talk about it 
once it's uh, once it's gone final, probably about ten twenty, we'll get into it. Um, but right now, let's do a little sharing time, Blake. Uh, did you have anything that you, you wanted to get off of your off your spear you want to talk about a little bit, have a little fun with? Um, I do. I kind of already talked about it in the opening segment with why my voice sounds like this. Why does your voice sound like that? Um, Super Bowl party, a lot of betting, a lot of drinking for losing the betting. Mm. I, I Oh, oh I, got, I got a good one. I forgot. I learned how to play poker and Texas Hold'em and Blackjack last Wait, night. Wait, you didn't know how to play poker I, before? I'm... It's a genuine. Well, qu- I'm not. I'm not trying to come. I'm not coming for your head. All right. Just understand. I, I was I, just a general no, question. I'm going to come at you for not knowing blackjack. Okay. That is what's but, going to happen. Okay. But answer me this. It'd when, be like when, that sometimes. When, when did y'all learn? What was the environment you learned? Because I probably didn't have said environment. Like it's never been around me. I never was like. Okay. Any, yeah. Fair. I was never like any blackjack experience. My mom loves blackjack, so I learned yeah. it at a young yeah, age. Yeah. My mom could care less about gambling. I'm trying to remember where I learned. Like, I don't know. I feel like I just picked it up. I, like that's it's such a bad answer because it does not give you any. One thing I do remember, and this is like, do you remember how Yahoo's like homepage used to have all sorts of stuff like games and stuff? And solitaire and stuff. I went. To, I used to play a whole bunch of Hold'em on Yahoo Games when I was fairly young. I probably I want to say probably like twelve, thirteen. I was playing. I mean, I met lifelong friends off of yeah. playing poker all the damn time. Well, I so learned. I, 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 I don't know why I knew how to play these games relatively young because it's not. I didn't have a great reason either. I didn't I, have like, yo, the family always had poker nights or nothing. Not really a great reason I, to play I, either. I think blackjack was my favorite. It was the easiest to understand with saying under 21. And so did you that. not play any card games or just? No, I, I, mm, not like, I guess, the heavily betted ones. Probably the more standard ones. Played a lot of dominoes growing up. Okay. A lot of go fish. But never like Texas Hold'em and Blackjack. But I learned. So now, yeah, like Spoons. Uh, Actually, I might have played ERS. I don't know if I War. War. Yeah, yeah. I know a couple. Okay, but I I was I was glad to learn how to play. I I learned about the 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 double clubs and pairs and full house and straight and the the whole nine royal flush, the whole. And then we and then we played some game called Ride the Bus, which I learned how to play. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm not familiar with that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And if you're wondering why my oh voice my sounds God. like this, it's because yeah. of that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was Say y'all less. just yelling or was y'all, Ross, t- was y'all talking Ross, smack? You probably know how to under... Do you know the game I'm talking about, right? Like, I'm not, I couldn't it. explain the rules of the it's, game, but it is an intense okay, I, drinking I'm gonna give, game. I'm going to give you a quick intense. synopsis. I'm going to give a quick synopsis okay. and I'm done. All right. The best of my knowledge. Everyone has... You're waiting for cards as a dealer, and you have to guess red or black. You guess it, you get it wrong, you have to drink. You get oh, it right. Oh, that sounds nasty. You get it right, you get to hand out a drink. Oh, no. And that, no, that's just round one. I but, know. That's what I'm saying is, like, this is a <laughs> lot of drinking early on. So, boom, there was five people playing. Everyone gets their first card. You get it, whatever. And it's just, like, if you get it wrong, you go to the next person. Next one is you have your card, you guess, higher or lower based on the card that's in front of you. It's the next card. Oh, so, y'all just playing card sharks now. All right, cool. Boom, you do that one. Then you have two cards in front of you now. And then you guess, is it going to be in between those two cards or outside of those two cards? Boom, you get it wrong. You take a drink. You get it right. You get to give a drink. Fourth one, <laughs> now you have to guess the the suit. I was pretty good at that, at guessing the suit. Obviously, most people technically get that wrong. It's a very low percentage. And then you, like, lay the cards out, and then you, like, whatever cards match up, and then you double drink, and then you have to ride the bus, quote-unquote, on the back and get everything right in order with no mess-ups, or it gets added to a tally. Every time you mess up, you There's start There's a lot over. of rules for this game, and all the rules are we're trying to make this so you got to drink right now. <laughs> yes. Like, this— 
Let, let's just say, like I said, intense drinking. Yes, my, my, yes, my tally got to twenty five because you had to get it all in a row correct. Otherwise, you start over. Twenty five drinks. So twenty five times I got it wrong. Um, you only do it for every five drinks. So five, ten. Every 15. every five incorrect, and yeah. you have to take a drink. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. That's a, a um, little just, bit better, but still, y'all y'all drank it. There, there was some people that got up to seventy wrong. Because you got to start all the way over. If you get the suit wrong at the very end, you got to start off at the beginning. I was guessing red, and I think I guessed black five times in a row. It was red, red, red. And I was like, now nah, I got to commit. Because if I change, then it's going to be the other. So I learned how to play some card okay. games and um, had some fun with it. That's how, look, I've never thought about playing game, card games at the Super Bowl party because it felt like it was, after, it was done. It was done. After the Super Bowl. Okay, yeah. yeah, there we go. So then we just end up in that place. Yeah, it, Super Bowl was over. Okay. Like, I, that's a good vibe. It sounds like y'all had a really good vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, what's y'all's favorite uh, card games, board games, those types of things? I feel like that's where we're at. As mm-hmm. Hurricane Ivan said, y'all remember speed and absolutely 100%. Mm-hmm. I, you know what I realize now? Wait, that one's really familiar. Remind me which one's speed? I don't even remember. I, th- this is what I was, uh, was going to lead me to what I was going to say next, which is the idea that I can't remember the last time I played a lot of the card games that I like, grew up playing. Like Now it sticks to pretty much if we're going to play spades or if we're going to play like something in the, in the realm of like really popular like poker, hold them, something like that. Like the, All the other games that we started mentioning – like, I don't remember the last time. I, like, Presidents? Have you ever heard of Presidents? Uh-uh. No? All right, cool. That's a game that I used to play. I love learning new ones because you can do so much with it. Things are going stale. Boom, I know a card game. There you go. Yeah, so, like, I'm talking about games that I used to play in health class, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, when, you, when you're like, yo, you know, the football coach that's your teacher that doesn't actually want to do this. It's like, all right, you do the, do the worksheet and you the play the The social cards. studies teacher, yes. That's right, exactly. And so it's like, yo, we used to just break out the cards all the time and play all these games. And I don't remember the last time I broke out any of these games. So I'm, I'm going to need to go and do like a refresher to find a, find time to like play some of these games because you forget. And you you know what? We're losing the art of the card game, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like the card in a world where we didn't have as much uh, entertainment instantly available, we had mm-hmm. to make it. And, and a deck of cards was a great way to get some of it. And I sound like an old man, and I'm not that. But <laughs> you had to, you know, get it, get out the deck of cards, find some, find some fun. And I feel like we have lost a lot more of the uh, circumstances for you to need to bring out the deck of the, the, the old deck of 52 and maybe some jokers and play some cards. Mm-hmm. What do you think about Slapjack? Someone texted that in. Slapjack. Do I, do I definitely play some Slapjack. Yeah. Yes. Not familiar with your game. That's 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 the one that I called ERS. ERS I'm glad yeah. that you said it in the way that you did. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Yes, very good. I'm glad. Yeah, we're trying to keep you. We're trying to keep you clean up there. You don't have to hit that dump button over there. Uh, but yes, speed. Thank you, Lady T. Reminding me, speed is where you have two stacks uh, and two, uh, two three card uh, tie or draw stacks. You divide out the rest of the cards, and once you start playing, you try to get rid of your cards in in order sequentially. So you're trying to like. If there's if there's a card there, you're trying to go up or down from it and whatever. So you're trying to lay down your cards. Um, I never played Presidents as a drinking game, 806, and because again I was in high school and playing at school. Um, so yeah, that would have made it a little difficult. But now I think about it as a drinking game. That actually does sound like it'd be pretty fun. Not like war, simple, oldie but a goodie. Um, man, I don't know. Man, that's crazy. Okay, now I'm just now I'm getting nostalgic, and I'm like, hey, you're on radio. You kind of got to talk about something. Mm. I mean, I tell you what. No, you're exactly right. It is definitely kind of a lost art because I tell you so many summers, like, because, like, my parents worked. So, like, so many summers I would, like, be at, like, summer school or, like, 
summer daycare, what have you. And we just didn't have like phones and tablets and video games available. So man, anytime someone busted out the old 52, we got, we all got hyped. We were like, all right, I'm going to go at war. Then it's your turn. We're all going to get around and then we'll do spoons. Yep. Yep. Good stuff. You're just like an old head right there. That's also. right. The, the old 52. Back in my day. Yeah, exactly. Somebody was like, next Reg is going to be cat calling people from the porch. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I do sound, I do sound like somebody's daddy right now. So let's go ahead and switch this up into something else that would kind of sound, I imagine, like somebody's daddy. I was thinking about it. You realize, uh, you know, the, the conversation about Rex Ryan maybe coming out the, uh, coming out the, the TV studio to be the Cowboys defensive coordinator got me thinking on one of my favorite takes that I've always had, which is if I was one of these coaches and then I got into TV, I would never go back. Like it's one of the places where I know that I'm, I'm just built differently or those guys rather are built differently than me. Right. Um, Cause they love coaching. Like the way that uh, the way that Sean, well not Sean Payton, the way that uh, John Gruden had been on ESPN for Monday night football forever. And then he's like, I'm going to go and try and coach again. I'm like, for who and for what, right? I feel like, I just feel like doing TV is so much less stressful than doing than being a coach, right? You think about it, doing the game planning, you know, all the late nights that they supposedly spend at the office, early mornings, at least the way that they talk, unless they're lying, right, about being in early and watching all this game tape or whatever. It's just, it feels like it's so much more work than, hey, we got to show up to TV, do maybe like a couple hours TV, and then keep it pushing. Or even like the ones where you're, you're broadcasting the game and you're traveling the games. But even then, you know, you, you fly in on a, what, Wednesday and you do your, or Thursday, you do your uh, your interviews, your production meetings, and then you get ready for the game and then you, you do that. Like, I just, I are there other people, other, other people that want to end up in that place? Yeah, um, I would love to be a former coach that goes to TV and is well-respected. I feel like that's a good, that's a good place to be. Because they it's pay a, you well, too. It's a good, comfy spot. Um didn't didn't uh, Sean Payton do that for a little bit? Yeah, I was gonna say that's Sean? my for I like a year. Love yeah. that trend because uh, the V Ohio State University don't, former don't, head coach. You don't have to do that. Oh, I do. I, I that's actually <laughs> a trend I that do. I do with my family. Where like because my dad hates <laughs> Ohio State. Oh, so hates got it. it. Got so it. anytime he goes, oh, I, oh, I hate Ohio State. I go who? He goes Ohio State, and I go who? And he goes, okay, fine. The Ohio oh, he State actually, University. Oh, wow. He actually, like, uh, does it. I would just be like, no. Yeah, I, I'm not going to indulge you. Oh, man, I'm not doing that. But, uh, yeah, no, I just dislike that because it's like Sean Payton did it, too, in between, uh, you know, Saints and then now the Broncos. It's just like, okay, we know you're going to go back to coaching. So, like, why, why do you even, like, bother? Why not just, like, take the year off, like, perfect your game like Mike McCarthy said he money. was? Money is the reason why. I mean, someone will pay you. True. True chains. Yeah. The thing that I dislike about that is, though, when they get in there and they refuse to give you the insight that it feels like they should be able to give you mm. as a coach because they're holding back or they want to go back to um, coaching. Yeah. They want to give all their secrets you're, But you're not giving me what – I'm. You're, you're supposed to be giving me insight and you're not doing that. But, yes, from the A17, they say coaching is definitely more work, but you have a direct line of influence on the income – on the outcomes of things, rather – on TV, you don't have influence, man. Forget, forget the influence for me personally. Give me, give me this check. And I guess, again, it's why I'm different than them, and why more importantly, they're different than me because them folks just love doing this. And I guess that's ultimately it, right? If you love doing it, then you do it. It's the get right right here on 105 through the fan. It's a little sharing time here on the get right. Coming up next, we get you your headlines on this evening, including the final score of your Mavericks Wizards game. Do it next on the fan.